There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What do you do when you find out that your wife told her friend that she loves her ex more than you and that you were the second option? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 32-year-old female, fiancé, 31-year-old male, is starting to send me very sexist Instagram reels. Hi all, I've been with my partner for 5 years and we've been engaged since the spring. He's always come across as a feminist, his family is filled with strong women, very matriarchy, and he gets along best with women. He does tend to get upset with me if I disagree with him and we are in couples counseling. I'm worried though that his algorithm is becoming increasingly sexist. He's been sending me Instagram reels from an account called The Masculine Mindset where it's a lot of various podcast clips basically saying how feminism is ruining women. He sent me one today where a man was stating that men have always wanted to make women happy, they've fought and protected them since the dawn of time essentially, and now women want equal treatment but they don't want to do or can't do the work of men. And now men are being tossed off their throne. The speaker was an alt-right anti-feminist who has threatened women on Twitter. Not sure if he knew this, but I let him know. He hasn't seen or responded to it yet. What frustrates me besides that is that we were arguing over how I was disappointed by a change in plans, and he was upset by my reaction. I was very quiet and calm but did tell him I was disappointed. He told me to watch the video I sent you on Instagram. I looked at other videos on this page and it's incredibly anti-woman. I'm going to speak to him tonight about my concern over these videos, but I can hear him on reels or shorts constantly and his algorithm is increasingly sexist. Has anyone experienced this? If he goes full-on anti-feminist, that's a deal-breaker for me. How would you approach this subject with your partner? Update. Later this afternoon, he went through my Instagram posts to see if men had liked them and sent me the profile of a few men who had liked my posts. He said, This is probably insecure of me, but who are they? And then sent me five profiles. These are all men I don't follow and are either old co-workers or old friends. I asked him why, and he sent me a video of this woman stating that 50% of women have a backup man. He apologized, but has refused to talk anymore until we have therapy tomorrow. His apology did not seem sincere, and I told him he has pretty much opened this toxic piece of a relationship that cannot be undone. I mean, it seems like he's already gone so far down the rabbit hole. If you've expressed your concern over this and they haven't kind of realized it or identified it or are capable of identifying it themselves for what it is, I completely understand why OP would be greatly concerned. Now he's bringing insecurities into this too, but I mean, it's so understandable. He built the house himself with his bare hands. He pays for absolutely everything himself. He beats away the wild saber-toothed tigers that are trying to make their way into your abode. If couples counseling can't help this, like they're already actively going to therapy and they're having these issues still, I just don't know how much more of that OP can put up with until things feel irreconcilable. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, how do I, 39-year-old female, tell my husband, 41-year-old male, that I miss him messing with me? 
darling husband and I have been together for 15 years, and most parts of our marriage are just about perfect. We have our ups and downs, of course, but things are mostly great. One of the things that drew me to my husband was his sense of humor. He never takes things too seriously, including himself, and is always quick with a joke or witty response. One of the things he's always done is mess with me. If I'm bending over in the freezer, he would grab my hips and do stuff until I dropped what I was holding. If I was sitting on the floor doing my nails, he would step over me in a way that a certain area would be against my head. If I'm on the couch with my phone, holding it by the pop socket, he would knock it out of my hand gently so that it would fall on my lap. Of course, I couldn't help but smirk a little and roll my eyes at how stupid and immature this all was, but it was getting annoying. I would tell him to stop, but he wouldn't take me seriously because of the smirk. The last time he did this, I had had enough and I screamed at him. I told him I was tired of him freaking around with me and that he needed to stop when I said stop. He looked a little hurt and said that he thought I kind of liked it when he messed with me, but he said he would stop. This was right before Thanksgiving and since then, he hasn't done any of those things anymore. The issue is that the other day I was organizing the freezer after shopping and I heard him behind me. In my mind, I got ready for the inevitable antics, but it never came. When I turned around, he was gone. I have to admit, I missed it. No matter how stupid or annoying it was, it had, over the years, become his way of showing he loves me. Just his stupid little pranks that showed me he was having fun with me. The same thing happened when I was holding my phone. He walked by and didn't even look at me in a fun way. I was in the shower and heard him come in to throw something away and was almost praying he would turn the light off and leave me in the dark for a few minutes, but nope. Don't get me wrong, he's not moping around or ignoring me. He still cuddles with me, the bedroom life is still good, he's still the same supportive and kind man I married, but it seems that all of the fun is gone. How do I tell him I want him to go back to messing around with me when I yelled at him so much the last time? I called him immature and said his pranks were just mean and stupid and not funny. How do I come back from that without seeming insane or flaky? The only thing worse than him doing those things all the time is him not doing them at all. I mean, I think I would own it, apologize for being so over the top about it, and explain that, honestly, you kind of miss it, that sometimes it went a little far. Because like, sure, you're on your phone and it gets knocked out of your hands, or you're in the shower and you expect you're gonna have to deal with being in the dark for a few minutes. You get how that would be annoying after a while. Really, what he needs to do is still do his playful things, but find a good balance of it. Things that aren't going to stack up together and be just annoying after annoying after annoying. I mean, he could do pretty much all of those things, but stop short of the actual annoying aspects of it. Our next story is, my mom is being very weird about my upcoming wedding. I, 29-year-old female, and my fiancé, 28-year-old male, got engaged in December after a little over two years together. We're currently in the wedding planning process, and while it is a lot of work, compromising, and some fretting, we are nonetheless very excited to be married in likely 2025. My mom, early 70s, has been weird about the whole engagement and wedding stuff. She kept asking me if I'm sure that this is what I want, if I was going to have a long engagement and things like that. After Christmas, my friends booked an appointment for me to look at wedding dresses since I had absolutely no idea what I wanted. I didn't expect to find the dress, but I did. My mom lives several hours away and can't drive long distances, so she obviously didn't come. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I told her about the dress and sent her a few photos. She said she didn't like it and nothing else. My feelings were obviously hurt, as every young woman wants their mother to think they look beautiful in their wedding dress. I didn't text back for a couple weeks. Now, my longtime best friend has agreed to fly out to be my maid of honor, and I'm so excited. I thought I would break the ice between my mom and I and texted her the news. Radio silence from my mom. This is a major milestone and I feel very iced out by my mom, who I would normally say is one of my best friends. Some things that might be relevant to what's going on. 1. She and my dad had a horrible relationship with an extremely messy divorce. 2. My mom and dad only got married because she got pregnant, and she was 7 months pregnant during her wedding. 3. I'm an only child. For myself and my fiancé, when we first moved in together, we had a rough patch. We almost broke up, but I gave him a second chance. Since that rough patch, he attended therapy and we've been doing very well ever since. He is very loyal and faithful, he's extremely loving and dotes on me, he supported me at my absolute worst and has believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. He tells me he loves me every single day, multiple times a day. We share household duties equitably, we have agreed on kids, how many we want, how we want to raise them, and when we want to have one. He is extremely financially literate and we've agreed how we want to handle our money. We both have very good jobs with lots of additional earning potential. I'm a lawyer and he's a software engineer. We will be getting secular premarital counseling together, seeing a financial advisor together, and be getting a prenup. I say all this to paint the picture that we are two extremely competent adults who have thought about this, can run a household together as a team, and are very much in love. My mother knows all of this information. Has anyone dealt with a parent who didn't seem super enthusiastic about their wedding? Did something ever come out of it? This doesn't seem normal to me, but I have no idea how to even start addressing it. My question is, has OP actually approached a conversation with her about this stuff? I mean, it really could just be her projections considering how things went for her. I mean, maybe just flat out she doesn't really have much confidence in your partner. I think the whole thing's kind of tough to tell unless there's really any kind of collaboration going on here. Our next story is, my partner left for a trip the day my grandpa died. My 28-year-old female, partner, 29-year-old male, left for vacation the day my grandpa died. I'm angry and resent him for it. We've been together for four and a half years. My grandpa and I were pretty close. He was a big part of my life. I lived with my grandparents for a period of time while my partner and I were dating. He'd been in the hospital around three weeks, but his death feels sudden. I got the call to go down to the hospital in the middle of the night. My partner came down later for an hour and then left for his trip. 
My grandpa died about four hours after my partner left. What hurts is that my partner was taking a road trip and driving solo, so he could have realistically postponed. He didn't ask what I needed, and I didn't ask him to stay because I knew if I did, he would be annoyed. I would rather grieve without him than feel like I'm an inconvenience. I've been struggling with some mental health issues, depression, and significant mood swings the past month. I've already been fairly needy and have been draining my partner's energy. I know this trip was important to him and will be good for him to get some time to himself. I wanted him to be able to go, just wish he could have waited an extra day. But frankly, I feel so unhinged I likely would have been upset at him even if he stayed. I don't know if I feel comfortable saying anything about what maybe OP should or should not do in this situation. I just feel sorry for OP for being in a situation where, when things are tough and you want to be able to lean on somebody, they're afraid the person will find it annoying. That the person they want to lean on can make things harder than they need to be when things are already hard. Our next story is, my friend slash roomie, 28-year-old female, often uses a baby voice and cutesy childish mannerisms towards me, 29-year-old female, and it irks me. My roomie, 28-year-old female, one of my very closest friends, often uses a baby voice and cutesy body language. Think ooh-woo, lisping, higher pitch, shuffling feet, knees turned in, lowered gaze, bouncing, flapping her arms towards me, 29-year-old female. It's typically whenever she needs some sort of attention, closeness, or validation from me, or on the rare occasion that she needs to talk to me about a problem between us. Basically, whenever she feels vulnerable with me. It's gotten worse over the past year, while she's had a tough time dealing with some mostly positive but big changes in her life. This behavior irks me beyond words. I literally can't describe how much or exactly why. I'm not a big fan of controlling how other people express themselves, though. So I mostly try to listen to what she's saying rather than how she's saying it. That's difficult, and I can't help slipping up and sometimes avoiding her in our home when I know she's in that mode. Sometimes being more curt and dismissive than I would like to be, particularly when I'm tired. This results in her acting more and more like this late at night because she knows I have less patience then. We've talked about it before. She gets very sad and weepy when it comes up. She says she doesn't always realize she's doing it. To reiterate my earlier point, I do not want to control her. I don't want her to stop doing this simply because it displeases me. I have set my boundary, which is that I will withdraw if I can't stomach the cutesy behavior. This only makes it worse, because it happens when she wants me close. My question is, why does this behavior irk me so much? I have no problem being in our feelings. I can give hugs, listen, talk, validate all night. Why can't I deal with the baby talk, shuffling feet and wiggling fists? I slipped up and asked her not to do it when she said goodnight just now. She came back out a few minutes later crying, asking that we talk about it tomorrow. I don't need confirmation that her behavior is off-putting. I need to understand why it's off-putting, so I can help her understand and why she keeps slipping into it when she knows how to talk normally. It hinders her in other relationships and I don't know how to help her. So help me understand, please. So I think the main issue here is not that they're acting that way, it's not that they're putting on the cutesy act, it's that it kind of essentially puts a pressure on you subconsciously to give in to them. You know, if they try to come to you with this innocent, childlike facade of, can you help me with this thing? I think there's just something inherently manipulative about it. 
it immediately puts you on this stage where you have to go against this. Please, will you help me? And for people pleasing people like me, that's going to be dang near impossible to say no or feel mentally solid if you're not feeling up to it and don't want to do that in that moment. It might also just put you on edge because it kind of assigns you a maternal or paternal type vibe, where all of a sudden you're kind of this authority figure they're shuffling their feet up to for permission. And I totally understand why that would be gross for a lot of people. Our next story is, my husband and I, 60s, don't know what to do about our daughter, 32. Are there resources? She literally can't function without a lot of additional support from me and her father. She has a few diagnosed chronic conditions, but they are the mild form and aren't bad enough for disability. Plus, she can hold down a job but has to quit after a max of 5 years because she will get nervous breakdowns. She has extreme sleepiness from her illnesses. I've seen her starve herself for days because she can't get out of bed. She has periods of normal energy and function, but those are few. If she wants to have a social life, going out, she has to make a day of it and needs time to recover after. She can't do anything for herself chore-wise when she works because of how badly she crashes. That's what she calls it. What happens is that she's often so tired, chores make her sleep longer. We left for three months, and she fell apart and nearly got fired. She had crying fits in the morning because of how hard it was for her to get the basics done. We do blame ourselves, because we were not present when she needed us as a child, and we both know we didn't do enough to teach her life skills, but we're lost at what to do at this point. So, the most responsible thing would be to get a complete medical assessment. That is physical, that is mental, that is emotional. Depending on what's going on, she could maybe have something like narcolepsy or sleep apnea or something. The important thing, I think, is getting them in the direction of somebody that can at least attempt to treat what's going on. Our next story is, my wife had an affair with my coworker slash close personal friend. My wife, 23-year-old female, had an affair with one of my coworkers slash... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Close friends. I, 22 year old male, was planning a party with a group of my friends and co workers for New Year's. We all pitched in to buy a hotel for the night and planned to go bar hopping. I came down with COVID a few days before and decided it would be best if I didn't go. My wife still decided to go since we already paid money and she wasn't around me much while I was sick. That night, she got drunk and took mushrooms with my friend. After everyone came back to the room and was already hammered, they turned out the lights and went to bed. She then hooked up with my friend that she took the mushrooms with. All my friends knew about it and agreed the next morning that it would be the best idea not to tell me. From there, a month goes by and I'm none the wiser. My wife grows a little more distant and starts sleeping in a different room in our house. She starts becoming addicted to a game called Wizard 101 and joins a group chat on Discord with a bunch of people. One night about a week ago, I walk by her room as I'm getting ready to go to bed and I hear a video playing. I walk in to turn it off and discover she's on FaceTime with another dude and they both fell asleep. I had a bad feeling about that, so I go through her phone and I discover she'd been flirting with him for a couple of days. 
and talking dirty to each other. I confront her and she is very dismissive at first, but she tries to make things better and I forgive her. After that though, my trust with her broke a little bit. I checked her phone again two days later and found out she broke it off with one dude and started flirting with another. I confront her again and we seem to make things work out. My trust broke a little more and I told her I wanted to go through her phone more often. She warned me not to go through her messages with one of her girlfriends because they talk about me and she wants that privacy. I agree, but after a couple more days, now this evening, my curiosity got the best of me and I discover that in her texts with her friend, she had hooked up with someone and she says his name in there, my coworker. I decide to give him a call away from my wife and he tells me everything. He tells me how they were drunk or high and they had hooked up. He tells me everyone there that night knows and decided it was best not to tell me. So I just confronted my wife about it and she tells me the truth and apologizes saying it was a mistake. She wants to work on things but with all the factors considered, I don't know if our marriage is savable. Considering everything OP mentioned here, I don't think things are savable. I mean you caught her doing that couple's FaceTime sleep session together. You caught them flirting with another guy, they apologized and then immediately went to flirting with another guy, let alone the major plot point of this whole story they hid behind your back this whole time. How is there any saving this? Unless she herself is volunteering for a lobotomy, I don't think there's going to be any saving this. Our next story is, he doesn't know if he would be with me if he was taller, don't know how to respond. My partner, 33-year-old male, and I, 34-year-old female, are 8 months together. We were out for dinner and our talk bumped on the topic height. We are both quite short people. He's 175 centimeters and I'm 162 centimeters. We were talking about the psychological effects of it in the work environment. He then proceeded to say he wished he was taller, not because of dating but because of other reasons. He immediately then proceeded to tell me about a research in which they concluded that between very attractive short men and not attractive tall men, women would most of times pick the tall men. I don't know the source. It was a silly topic, but that didn't sit right with me because he initially said that the issue didn't matter for dating. This was not the first time he showed bitterness about the dating scene because of his height though. I then got curious and seeing he seems to have a bitter feeling about it, I asked him if he would be with me if he was taller. He said he didn't know. I felt quite hurt about it because I feel like he just settled for me because he cannot get anything better or anyone taller. He already told me in other occasions he would never date a woman taller than him, so seems like I'm a placeholder. After all, if he was taller, he probably wouldn't be with me. So I'm asking for your input. I feel really like I'm not his first choice and don't know if I should end things based on this. When I told him that after what he said, I understand if he probably wouldn't be with me then, he kind of snapped saying he cannot have any type of conversation with me without me creating a problem. We both have communication problems, so I don't know how to bring this up again. And if I should bring this up again, what should I do? Is this a deal breaker? 175 centimeters isn't even that short. That's like right about absolute average. Almost 5 foot 9, you'll have some toxic people saying, oh that's short. You'll get plenty of the man-lit comments and things like that, but that's just kind of the internet. All I'm saying is, at 33 years old, if you're hung up on being 5'9", you've got a lot of problems. Our next story is, my wife told her friend she doesn't love me more than her ex and that I was her second option. Hello Reddit, thanks for coming by because I certainly need all the help I can get. 
I've spoken to some of my closest friends and family about this, and the opinion is pretty mixed, so I figured I'd come here to get a more impartial opinion. I'm devastated Reddit, and I don't know what to do. Here are the facts. My 33-year-old male, wife Sarah, 32-year-old female, is the love of my life. She's a woman of charm, grace, beauty, and accomplishment. I met her through mutual friends six years ago who thought we'd be a good fit. At first, Sarah didn't seem to be too impressed with me, but as we chatted, she warmed up to me, and we even exchanged numbers. We went on a date and had an amazing time. That turned into another date, which turned into us dating and then eventually marriage. Sarah is such a warm, caring person who helped me through some tough times and was always there to pick me up, dust me off, pat me on the back, and help me forward. I thought she would be the woman I'd raise a family with and grow old together with, but maybe that isn't the case. Last week, I was cleaning our driveway from snow when I came back in the house to take a pee, and I overheard a phone conversation between Sarah and a friend of hers. Our house is very echoey, and I don't think she realized I was in the house because she thought I was still cleaning the driveway. Recently, her friend broke up with her long-term boyfriend because she didn't feel like they were a long-term match. That's when Sarah said, unprompted, and I quote, because it was burned into my brain, I mean, it's a good thing you did this now. You don't want to end up with your second or third option like I did. I swear I thought she was joking. But from the tone of her voice, I could tell that she wasn't. Something told me to pull out my phone and record, so I did. The conversation continued with her saying, He's not the love of my life, but I do love him. And I guess the most danging of them all, if Paul, her ex, wasn't so terrified of marriage, I'd probably still be with him. She did conclude by saying she really did love me but it wasn't head over heels love and that she thought I was a great husband and would be a good father someday. I have this all on recording. I was confused and flustered in that moment that I forgot I had to pee and went back outside to continue clearing the driveway. Inside I was destroyed. I felt like a zombie just going through the motions. When I finished up I went back inside and I finally looked at her and I just felt empty. She smiled at me, but I didn't give her one back. She asked me what was wrong, so I just told her I was sick. That night I just stuck to myself and didn't say much. The next day, over some beers, I asked my best friends in the world, 33-year-old male, 34-year-old female, what they thought of the recording, and they said immediately to divorce. My friend Ashley, 34-year-old female, said, If a woman admits that she doesn't love you more than her ex, there's nothing more to say. A day later, I brought this to my sister and parents, who took the opposite approach. They said I should listen to her words carefully, and that she says she does love me, and that she chose to commit to me, and that even though I'm not her soulmate, I shouldn't take commitment and an admission of love so lightly. I've been faking being okay at home Reddit, and I don't think I can keep up the act much longer. She's been extremely suspicious since that day and constantly asks me if anything is wrong. I have no idea what to do, but I know I need to make a decision soon. Can you guys see anything here that I can't? Should I give Sarah a chance? Do you think she really loves me? If I were in OP's position, I just don't think I would ever, even if this relationship was over and 20 years down the line, ever get over hearing you don't want to end up with your second or third option like I did. I think hearing that would be the kind of thing that sticks on my mind laying in bed for a very long time. This wasn't a, oh, he wasn't option A, but I'm glad I made that decision. Through and through, she just advertised, listen, don't make the same mistake I did. 
I think OP just has to sit them down and tell them straight up they heard them. They heard them say that OP wasn't the first choice, they're not the love of their life, that their friends shouldn't make the same mistake they did, and how they'd still be with their ex if they weren't shy of marriage. Don't mention asking anybody else or surveying any other friends or family, just say that you heard her and see what's going to come from them. I think from that point, when you hear what they have to say, you can easily plan what's next. Our next story is, husband, 32-year-old male, will not help me, 33-year-old female, around the house without being asked. Together 15 years, married for 10. We've been together 15 years and he's wonderful. He's a wonderful man in so many regards. But this has been an issue our entire relationship. We've lived together for a little over a decade. Before I got sick and worked full-time, the management of the house would fall to me. Even things like a chore wheel he wasn't open to. So, on top of working full-time, I had to organize everything I had to do after work, and what he needed to do. I ended up doing a lot myself, as he's always had hobbies outside the home, where he can't really cancel on his friends without letting them down. He's busy one to two evenings during the week, and Friday and Saturday night every second weekend. I talked to him about the stress of having to work the same amount he did and having to come home and manage the household basically on my own. He very much had a, well, just ask me. Now I'm home due to illness, but he's still responsible for a few things. Dog poop outside, 50% of snow shoveling, which I'm the only one who's done it this month, taking out the garbage, pick up groceries on his way home from work, which I pre-order, it's literally brought to his car, and putting his laundry away after I've washed and dried it. If I'm really sick, he'll do a few other things, but I have to ask. Even when I had COVID the week after he did. I've been busy with things I need to take care of, so I haven't remembered to ask him to do these things and I'm ready to rip out my hair. He only has a few chores and I've told him many, many times it should not be my job to also be on top of that. Our house experienced some structural damage, so we're getting repairs and I'm dealing with keeping our dog settled. Fairly new dog, high energy, barks a lot. I'm training her and she has improved, but she's a lot of work, especially with strangers in the house. Trying to keep the house in some level of livability while it's being ripped apart and being put back together. Staying on top of making plans with friends and family. Plans that he wants but doesn't plan. And still doing all the chores I'm responsible for. Also providing after school childcare to his brother who's going through a divorce. He does work a job that is very involved. He got what he needs to do pretty well down. His previous job that paid less but was also fewer hours was far more stressful. He's far happier at this job, but he's usually out of the house Monday to Friday for 10 to 11 hours, including commute. I try to be understanding about that and don't expect much from him, even when he gets home. But I feel like I'm at the end of my bandwidth here. I'm cleaning before the guys working get here because it's easier to do certain things before they're here, and it may not sound like a big deal, but he left a wet towel on our bed. I had to take the garbage out this morning. I cleaned up the dog poop yesterday because I did ask him, and he said he did it recently despite that not being the case. In the past two days, I've had to shove the gate through snow because he'll get to it. I've shoveled all month, it's his turn. He tells me all the time, you're dealing with an illness, I don't have expectations of you, I just need you to take care of your health. And it's like being slapped in the face every time. He does have expectations. He just doesn't even see what's being done. If I stopped, everything would fall apart. I don't process stress well in my body and I swear I'm going to wind up flaring up and having an episode from stress. Bipolar and autoimmune stuff? 
I stay on top of it and haven't had a major episode in two years, but that alone takes a lot of consistent work. I'm at a loss. Why do so many men not understand, just ask me, is as mentally exhausting as just doing the task ourselves? Less time consuming, sure, but the idea that I have the mental capacity to organize both of our lives and he doesn't have the mental capacity to remember to do a handful of chores and not make things worse for me with mine? What do I do? When I do get upset, he changes his behavior, but it literally takes me getting angry or crying. Well, if I'm being honest, me getting angry almost always involves crying. I'm a crier. Weddings, movies, happy, sad, frustrated, my face is wet. Heck, I want to cry right now, probably will, to temporarily see an improvement. Conversations where I tell him what I need do not seem to work. I love him very, very much, but this is for sure a strain on us. Last May, I realized he and his brother prepared nothing for their mom for Mother's Day, so I had to quickly throw something together. That's an incident that stands out of my mind because it was like the day before, but things like this happen all the time. Like, Christmas is always on me, but not as bad as those women who were talking about how they have to remind their husbands to buy them a gift or they won't. My brain is tired. I literally have two conditions that cause mental and physical fatigue. Organizing everything in our home and lives is taking a toll. I'm on disability because stress from work would push me into bipolar episodes and trigger autoimmune responses. Being at home isn't as stressful, but sometimes I'm scared about being pushed too far. Being manic or depressed or having difficulty moving my hands and feet really suck. He doesn't seem to understand when he's taking a toll on me mentally, like if I'm feeling self-conscious and I tell him what I'm struggling with, he's hard on me. I told him if I spoke to him like that when he vented or was upset, he'd absolutely be upset afterwards. He told me, well, do it back and maybe I'll learn my lesson. I told him, you're literally telling me to be toxic. And he said, well, the fact you realize that is proof you're better at communication than me. I do not know how to communicate in a way that will stick. I try. How do I fix this? How do I get him to do his part around the house without me hounding him? I mean, it sounds like him being described as wonderful is maybe a little bit of a stretch. I mean, maybe what you need to do is just for a week or two, stop. Just see how it feels for him to try to have to juggle everything, or for everything to kind of slowly degrade for a week or two. Or at least stop making it easy for him. Stop doing his laundry. Let him not provide a Mother's Day gift. Let him not have a Christmas gift. Stop kind of mothering and covering for him in those situations. Maybe they'll start to get a little bit more responsible. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.